Hello, Line Cook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Line Cook Thoughts Podcast. And on this episode, we are going to talk about passion and why it's important and why it's important to have a passion outside of the kitchen. Um, but before we get started, I just want to shout out the Instagram page. We're at 3,000 followers. The Line Cook Nation is 3,000 strong on Instagram. 3,000. Uh, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I know I was checking my phone all day. Um, I'm a, not really one of metrics, but I mean, my personal Instagram has been, I've had it for five years. And I haven't even hit a thousand yet, which is pretty lame. Just post pictures of myself and food and whatnot. But yo, like 3,000 in six months, I'm happy with it. I'm happy that we've grown this far. Let's keep going. Let's keep growing. Let's keep sharing the message of what it means to be a part of Line Cook Nation. Uh, if you're a new listener to this podcast, what we basically do here is we talk about, you know, different philosophical viewpoints of the industry or different uh, agendas of the industry. We I interview other people in the industry every Sunday. Those interviews go out. Um, and yeah, and we, this is just a podcast to better inform cooks and to better educate people in the food industry and to just change the culture of cooking into one that is a, that is adored by the cooks. You know, cooking is adored by people on the outside, but a lot of people on the inside feel tormented or at least they feel dread when they go to work or overall because after a while they get burnt out and whatnot. And we want to create these healthy conversations. We want to fight the mental health stigma that, you know, so many cooks still have because this is an industry where a lot of people have to act tough because of the kitchen culture. So, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work in places where I don't have to do that, but it's still like that in a lot of places. So that's what this podcast is about, just moving the industry forward in some way. This is my me giving back to an industry that I love so much, me giving back to the people of this industry, people who I adore so much, people who spend their career serving others. And I just think it's a great, great way to connect and just leave behind a legacy for myself and for the industry. That being said, I wanted to say a couple of thank yous. First, I want to say thank you to everyone who participated in the Anthony Bourdain commemorative podcast. I was so touched and blown away by your support, your kind words, and just everything that you all have did have done for that podcast and for sharing it. Um, it's been listened to by a lot of people, I hope, and it's had a large impact on a lot of people, and I just hope that I hope you all have enjoyed it, and I hope that it was something that was able to respect him in a way that I was hoping to. You know, he's one of my idols. He's someone who I've looked up to in terms of food media and just connecting with cooks, and I was really honored to be able to have the outlet to do that for him in some way, and I know, you know, only hundreds of people are going to hear it, probably. I don't know if it'll get big, but, you know, it's just cool. It's cool. I feel like I've I've added a little bit to our industry through that. So it's something I'm proud of. It was something I was very excited of. If you helped in any way, either recording a message or sharing the post, you should be proud of yourselves too. Thank you so much. I also want to say thank you to y'all because on Instagram, we are 3000 strong. Uh, that's crazy to me. Uh, we, you know, I know it's not as huge as most pages, but like, that's a lot of people, man. Like line code nations, 3000 strong. Like let's, let's go. Like I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm very excited for it, uh, and yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and you just, you know, started watching and you're like, you know, what's this guy about? What, what, who is who is Ray DeLucci? What is Line Cook Thoughts? Line Cook Thoughts, like I said, it's just a podcast for cooks, and I hope in some way I bring value to you, and if you're just joining us on this journey, you know, feel free to send me whatever you want to talk about on the podcast. Uh, I'm a very open person when it comes to content creation, you know? 
I like to do interviews with our cooks every Sunday, and I like to talk about what you all want to talk about on Wednesdays. You know, so when I don't get a lot of responses, I'll make up my own, I guess, agendas or topics for podcasts, but I'm usually pretty coherent with what cooks want to hear. You know, I'm also starting to do some research on some past chefs because I really find history interesting. So I did a re- really, I thought was a really good uh, start into history with Escoffier. Um, and I know a lot of you thought it was good as well. Thank you for letting me experiment with this podcast and do a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for what the future holds. And I'm very excited for everyone new that's listening. Um, I guess before we get into the podcast, also, I just want to say thank you to the, the cooks every day who message me and like say either say thank you or they either like tell me how the podcast and the Instagram is helping them. You don't realize how much it means when I get those messages. I mean, those are, that's the reason why I do this podcast is in hopes to bring value to people who in day in and day out deal with stress and highly like just not sometimes not good environments, but environments that are very rewarding, but also very like you build up a lot of endurance with them. And it just means a lot that I'm able to add value to y'all. And I recently put up a question on Instagram uh, of why, or uh, whatchamacallit, I put up a question on if I brought you any value, just like, you know, share it with me. And I just want to go back and um, I'm just going to go ahead and read some of those because I thought it was so cool. It was something I was really, uh, really uh, taken aback by. So yeah, the answers to if I brought any value uh, at who stays hungry says community at just a hardy three, three, three says motivation at chef Alec Mountbatten says a sense of community and bonding. We all go through the same thing, but different circumstances at M 86 is connecting with other people that deal with and overcome similar obstacles. I do hashtag fam. Uh, Daniel Eduardo, Daniel Eduardo. Uh, it's twice. His name is says knowledge. At Tori underscore Cook says, hearing different perspectives on the industry and knowing you were doing big things. At Subgum Wonton, it's an interesting name, says, the podcast and Instagram has brought a sense of belonging in a community of people who are passionate about their craft. At Carrie Craig Sr. says, working together and through the weeds, then ha- hanging out after till all hours, talking and joking about it. That's how this podcast feels to him. Uh, at The Anonymous Baker says, inspiration, getting to know new people. At Greg Steele 13 says, hearing other people's experience and listening to their stories hands down. At Will Dexter underscore official says, interactions with peers and having a better understanding with the community. At Eddie 4796 says, reminding us to keep an open mind and learn from everyone we can. At Reboledo, I'm not sure if I said that right, underscore 13 says, there's other young ins like me around. At Kelsey Eats Breakfast says, a space to respect folks who work in the food industry and hear our stories. At Talis Jr. says a sense of belonging that really makes me feel great. At Jake Brendan 93 says a sense of belonging and more pride in what we all love so deeply. Once again, love it. Uh, at NQ31S, who says uh, deep true shites about us, the people in the industry that no one outside understands or ever will. And at You Gotta Cook, sorry for butchering that, says, of course, I've met amazing people through your page and learned a lot about our industry. And at Anna Banana Bakes says, real stories about working in pro kitchens provides context and learning for us hobbyists. Thank you all. Thank you all for sharing. Thank you all for just listening. Thank you. I, I just can't, I can't, I guess why I'm saying this is it's been six months. Uh, it's been half a year I've been doing this and I just can't believe the impact it's had so far on so many of you. And I, I don't honestly believe sometimes 
you know, how how much this impacted some of you. And it's just very, for me, not, it means a lot. And I feel like I'm really impacting in some way. And I just hope this keeps growing and growing and growing. And I hope it's not only me, but you all that get big as well. And we all just, this nation just becomes something that's truly something that the industry knows about. And when we talk about Line Cook Nation in five years, people know what it means. Like every cook knows what it means. And um, this is just more than just an Instagram and a podcast. This is something I truly wholeheartedly believe in. So just thank you all for being a part of it. I'm really glad that I brought you value. That being said, let's get into the episode. I'm so excited to get going in this. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Line Cook Thoughts Podcast. It means a ton. And I'm so excited for the next couple of interviews coming up. I think you will be too. A lot of times as a chef or cook or person in the food industry, I often wonder where my passion comes from. And it's easy to say because I love food and because I love cooking. And that's the most basic answer. And it's 100% true. But I feel like there's so much more to what we all do as cooks and chefs and servers and bartenders and baristas and chef restaurant owners and you know, bakers, whatever, whatever you fall under, whatever category you fall under in this industry, we all derive our passion from different aspects of the industry, different aspects of where we've come from as people. And, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Um, you know, I have a lot more outside of podcasting that I enjoy. I like reading and writing a lot. And uh, I was writing a little bit about passion in the industry and, you know, brainstorming it and thinking about it. I just wanted to share what I kind of found um, for myself, really, and maybe that you relate to this. And maybe, you know, I'd love to hear what what really is, what it really is that gives you passion in the industry. But uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it, because for me, I know that if I don't reflect on things, I'll never truly know the answer. And so this is going to be like a little bit of reflection on why I'm so passionate about this industry. And to start with, I think... I think I've always liked this industry because it rewards hard work Uh, and life in general can reward hard work, but especially in the kitchen, if you work hard and you put your effort in and your time in one day, it's going to pay off. You know, I've been in positions where I've worked hard for months and without any real notice or, you know, reward per se. And all of a sudden I get the most uplifting message from a superior or I get promoted or I get to go on a cool trip or, you know, I, there's a direct correlation between your work ethic and where you end up in this industry. And that's why I love it so much. Um, the adversity of it all to have challenges in this industry that when you start out that you don't just automatically, that even if you're a great chef, even if you have really good technical skills in terms of knife cuts and plating and you have that artistic vision that a lot of chefs crave, you still need to work a line. And I think that's the biggest thing is the experience. And you can't teach experience. And people can learn quicker and people can do better. But in the beginning of entering a kitchen, no matter what, we're all the same. Like you can't go in on your first day on a line and just crush it your first day as a cook. You have to understand how a line works. You know, a lot of chefs and cooks talk about the dance and the 
the beauty of working with other people and kind of moving around them and working together with them, but also working against them in order to put up dishes um, in the term of like being able to use your own space and their space. And, you know, it's just a big coordination. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you worked on a line before, you know what I'm talking about on that type of like magical feeling or feeling of unity when you're like, you know, working together with someone. But if you're competitive, like me trying to, be the best on the line. Even if you know you are not going to be due to the person that's worked there 10, 15 years, you always try, you know? So for me, the passion in the beginning came from knowing that we all start at the same place. And I feel like a lot of other industries, it doesn't end up like that. I feel like in life, a lot of people are dealt a lot of bad situations. And I feel in general, a lot of people go through terrible, terrible situations. And I feel like in the kitchen, whenever you become a cook, no matter where you've come from or whatever your background is, uh, what your beliefs are, what you like, what you dislike, we all start the same. We all have to push and get motivated and go in and crush service every day and learn really the ropes and just hang in there and try our best to be the best we can be. And I, I don't know, that's where, that's for me, that's in the beginning, that's where I found my passion is work ethic is rewarded. And like I said, you could be from anywhere in the world. You cannot step in a kitchen on your first day and expect to be the best. You can't. Um, I think of singing. You know, it takes a lot of practice to sing well. And a lot of people sing really well. But there's also some sort of talent. Like you, a lot of the greatest singers of all time have had that ability to sing. But I feel like every chef who's ever been great has had to start where we've all started you know there's no like 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 i said you could be talented or whatnot but we all have to go through that line we all have to start somewhere in the kitchen and we all have to get used to a kitchen and form to that kitchen and become a part of that hierarchy and for me i just thought that was so cool and you know because i wasn't really good at much i mean um i guess i'm good at public speaking a little bit i mean that's why i do a podcast i enjoy at least talking to myself and as long as i'm talking to myself in a microphone it doesn't seem crazy <laughs> but um you know, I like writing, reading, uh, I'm really into music, uh, you know, just some general interest. But like, I remember I used to love football, but I wasn't that great at it. And I remember I wanted to be an engineer, but I wasn't into math. And then cooking came along and just totally took over everything I wanted to do, um, you know, for, for the better. And I realized that I wasn't the best cook. I realized that in school, I realized that even today, but I realized that if, if I can't be the best cook in terms of skill, I can be the hardest worker. And so what I try to do is work my hardest and try my best. And, you know, every day is different. Some days everyone is, you know, working less hard than normal. Uh, you have your off days and that's perfectly fine. But I try my hardest to work as hard as I can and at least to, and this is where I think the industry gets confused. It's not, I don't think it's, I mean, long hours. Yes. It's important to put hours in, but it's the quality of those hours, you know? So like, if you're a cook and you're working 14 hours a day, but you're slacking off for half of it and you're not really learning as much as you could. And you're just kind of like doing the bare minimum. It's not an effective use of your time. Whereas if you worked like 10 hours, like a 10 hour shift, you learned a lot and you were engaged and you were just present the whole time. 
it's very much a better way to use your time. And so I realized that you have to work hard and use work ethic. And you have to be big picture, but you also have to be very small picture. You know, you have to be very like in the moment. Like every day has to have your attention. And I that's what I really like as well because things things change so much in our industry and a lot of things can be based on people's opinions of you and a lot of things can be based on what you did the day before. Um, you know, one big mistake in the kitchen can change your reputation there in a heartbeat. And I think that's the biggest thing, just being focused on every day. And so like I find my passion in working hard and being focused and being observant and learning and listening and interacting with people. And so the first part of my passion for cooking is the work ethic part, putting in the work, working hard, making sure that every day, you know, Ross, my chef, who you, if you've listened to this podcast, you know who he is. He always says that he would always feel bad if there was anything he left on the table in terms of work, you know, making sure you put your all into it, making sure if you do something, you do it your best. Cause why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't you work your best? I mean, like there, you only have one life and I've, this past year has been transformational for me, you know, from weight loss to just enjoying every day and loving every day. And you, I don't ever want to look back and say I half-assed this. I didn't want to ever want to look back and just look at my, my work in the kitchen and just be like, I've, I've, you know, just done wrong. I haven't tried my best. You know, you should always put out your best work. You should always put out your best in everything you do. Um, but for me, it's always been the kitchen. I'm always trying to put my best out and I'm always trying to hold myself to the standards I would hold as other people in life in general, people hold each other to standards that they don't follow in hopes that they'll do it so that, you know, it won't be terrible. And that's a wrong way to look at it. If I can't hold myself to a certain standard, then how can I ask someone else? So like you talk about, I know a lot of chefs, a lot of cooks, or in my experience, like a perfect example is you know, sweeping the walk-in, like, or if you make a mess, like clean it up after yourself, you know, but then there's going to be a time when you're in a rush and you make a mess, but you have to get back to doing what you were doing. And it's in those moments when no one's watching and when no one is ever going to think anything of it except you is when you have to stay true to what you're asking of other people. And if you stay true to that, you know, you're able to be confident in asking people to hold themselves higher. So I think that's my second passion is interacting with people. You know, the interaction of cooks is something that you cannot find anywhere else in any other profession. Um, unfortunately, sometimes the interactions are bad. They're hostile. They're, they're not what we should be treating each other as. And, you know, there's a drama in every kitchen and there's going to be people who argue and fight and, you know, get at each other's throats in every kitchen. But there's a beauty in in cooking because there's a certain point when you're working with someone in a kitchen and it, it, it's every kitchen I've worked in, it's always happened. And it's always just been a beautiful moment. I've no, I've done it. You work with someone and then one day you're doing prep or you're taking out the trash together or you're, you're just, you know, focusing on creating a new dish. They open up to you and they share their story. They share a story that you didn't expect, you know, maybe they've gone through something very hard in their life and you, you never knew that and you see them in a different light. And so then every day moving forward, you realize, you know, they have all of this stuff going on plus coming in and trying their best at work. Um, you know, it's just, 
it's amazing to me, you know, the people in this industry, and that's why I've started this podcast in this Instagram and whatever else I'm going to be doing. But I think the stories of cooks are so important. And this is why I appreciate Anthony Bourdain so much. This is why I'm doing the podcast for him. This is why I just enjoy books on food and culture and just everything in general. I just love the interactions you get in the kitchen and you can't get those anywhere else. And the things I've talked about with people, the the best conversations I've ever had have been in kitchens. Um, been so engaging, you know, <laughs> like you're so tired sometimes and you're just, your mental barrier goes down or your, whatever inhibits you to not say things goes down in terms of like letting out personal things and you're able to just talk to people and they're able to talk to you. And there's really in the places I've worked, like when you're tired like that and you're sharing and being passionate about that stuff with other people, it's so like, it's so free. It's so beautiful. And you're able to just talk freely about how you feel and how they feel and what you, what you want to accomplish and what they want to accomplish and your disappointments. And like, it's, there's just something so real about having that that connection with someone else. And I don't think you get that without the stress of a kitchen. You don't get that. And I think that the stress of a kitchen is what allows us to release ourselves into being the, that type of person. You know, someone who is able to talk freely with other people about passion and sacrifice. I mean, you don't you don't do anything in this world worthwhile if you don't face a little bit of, of adversity or a little bit of sacrifice. I mean, that's why I think the kitchen is so great for so many people is because it's challenging. It's hard. It's brutal sometimes. And yet we pull through and we make food and we serve food and we're able to just get our message out to diners. And this is why I believe so strongly in what I'm doing in terms of trying to make conversation happen is because we don't need to cause any other stress on us. We don't need to cause any other pain or anger on us. We And I know this will not happen for everyone. But if there's a cook out there who wants to make this culture of mental health awareness actually stick and we want to actually move forward and we want to actually improve our industry, we have to be a lot more empathetic to our fellow cooks. Because at the end of the day, this industry is so tough and it's so it's so demanding and I need to work on it myself. We all need to just be better. And we all just need to be better in terms of how we treat everyone else. Because aside from those beautiful moments, there's a lot of harsh moments and harsh realities. And so my passion for the industry also is to to just let people know that you don't need to you don't need to be so tough or rough towards people. And you, there's the dark sides of the industry and the self doubt and the anxiety and the depression that people go through every day. But you need to lift your you need to if you're if you're in a position to lift someone out of it, you have I feel like you have the obligation to do that. I feel like if you're able to if you have a choice between if you're annoyed and say a prep item and you have the choice between talking to that person constructively or just bashing them, acting like you're Gordon Ramsay or something, just to fulfill a little bit of your ego, I think it's morally wrong to fulfill the ego, and I think you should just be talking to that person as a human being. And especially if you have rank on that person, that's the big thing. Because if you're a leader in a kitchen, people are looking up to you, they're seeing how you act, they see how you interact with each other, and they adopt what you do. And, you know, it really is our next generation of cooks that have to set the tone 
or the generation that's in the industry now that has to set the tone that it's not okay. And I, you know, I see so many things shared and, you know, all these jokes and memes on Instagram about alcohol abuse and, you know, mental health or screaming at other cooks and, you know, for a long time when I was first in the industry, I thought it was funny and cool, but it's a serious issue now. And I, I see these chefs just like sharing this stuff and stuff that we all say shouldn't happen, but then we promote through comedy or through memes and photos and jokes. And it's fun. Yes. It, and I'm not saying you can't make a joke, but you can't say either that you can't, you don't, you can't say you want to make a change and expect to change when you're not putting out stuff that will make the change. So my passion is for the people in this industry. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. I want there to be a better precedent for how we treat each other, uh, a better precedent for how we interact with each other. You know, um, I've always been open with this podcast. I've always been open with my Instagram. If a chef needs to promote something, they can just send it to me. If they want any help promoting their page or their thoughts or anything, that's what I'm here for. I'm the, I'm the person who's going to send that message out. And as we grow and continue to grow, I just hope that one one cook listens to this and goes into work tomorrow and treats someone better than they've been treating them. And I know I work on it every day. And I and like I said, we're all not perfect. The kitchen gets to you. There's stress. There's times where you snap. There's times where you get angry. There's times when you're an imperfect person. And that's okay. It's okay to realize that. But I think we. my passion right now is so deep for the people's industry that we have to get away from treating others bad. And this goes back to the work ethic thing. You know, you have to work hard and put your head down. You also have to work hard at being able to push the industry forward. Um, for me, I've noticed this, and so this is why I've taken on the role of podcasting. This is why I've taken on the role of, you know, talking with people and interacting with people and getting people on the podcast and trying to see what everyone's views are on the industry and seeing where everyone's coming from because, in the end, this is what is most important in my terms for the industry, to engage with people, to understand people, to see people in a better light and to see people for what they are and to see people succeed. And so I think I think for me, the message that I'm trying to get out there is my passion is about the people and I just want others – all of you cooks to just have open conversations with each other. If you're a leader to lead by example and just, just be open, man. I mean, like you all like are so amazing. You as cooks are so amazing. You have so many different stories, so many different experiences that the average person will never have in their life. And you have so many outlets now to tell that story and stories of pain and sacrifice, but also happiness. And we can teach, we can teach, the generations to come in our generation now, how to be better, how to how to move towards an industry where cooks aren't suffering from depression on a massive scale, where cooks aren't abusing alcohol and drugs on a massive scale. You know, we can move towards that, but we have to actually start doing something. This is my this is my attempt. Um, you might not agree with what I've said, and that's perfectly fine. You know, we all have different opinions, but my passion is talking to people in this industry. And I hope that my podcast in some ways helped in that way. So that's kind of my second part of the passion. The third part is food, obviously, um, where food can take you. It's crazy to me that I eat what I eat today. You know, chicken feet, <laughs> snails, sweetbreads, 
sea urchin, like, if I never would have cooked, if I never would have been a chef, it scares me. It scares me to think like this. It scares me to think that I, if I had never been a chef, what I wouldn't have had to experience in terms of food. If I was never a cook and I've never gotten to go process chickens or, you know, go to pig farms for whole pig butchery or go see how caviar was produced. Like if I never would have been a cook, I never would have seen this whole other side of the world. I probably never would have ran into the Michelin guide maybe once or twice and would have never thought about it. I never would have thought about different cultures. I mean, like the, the amount of cultural exchange I've gotten just through food is insane. You know, the amount of interest I've taken into wanting to travel in the future and see different things and go to different cities and different countries and try different cuisines all stems from food. And I never would have had that if I was never a cook. And this is what, for me, just inspires me, motivates me, keeps me in the industry. Because like I said, there's those days where you just, you wonder why you're even doing it. But think if you ever get like that, like, and I, some, there's some days where I've been like, why am I, why did I ever choose this? I think about those experience and I just like, I just, you know, have, take a deep breath and I'm like, all right, this is why. This, and I know that more of those will come. So for me, the food aspect in terms of what it's open for me in terms of, like, I, I don't know. I just, if I wanted to go into cooking, I'm not sure where life would have been in terms of my outlook on it, philosophy of it, work ethic. Like, I, it's just molded me into who I am. And, you know, a lot. So there's a lot of people out there who work jobs who where the jobs don't mean anything to them. But no, I feel like no matter where you work in the food industry, it has a big impact on you no matter what you do. And, you know, that's what I love about it. And the doors that's open, the people I've met, conversations I've had, the knowledge I've gained, it's all been through cooking. I mean, there's so many different things to try out there. And there's so many different things to want to see and do and fall in love with. And it all happens through food, you know, getting an interest in wine, um, getting an interest in fermentation, getting an interest in baking. Those are things I never would have thought of if I was not a cook. Um, hell, I, I love ramen. It's one of my most... Like it's integral to who I am in terms of my, what I like to eat, and I never would have tried real ramen if I never was a cook. I would have just keep in, kept eating the ramen packets that you get in the store. Like, you know, like it's just it, it's mind blowing what food has opened. So this is my challenge to y'all today. Uh, I know I don't do challenges a lot, but uh, at this podcast or pause it now. You know, whatever. Take like literally take like two minutes. I know you, your time is valuable, and just think about what it would have been like if you weren't a cook in terms of like, if you weren't a cook, what, what food would you have not have tried? What cultures would you not have explored more? What, um, what would you have not seen? What would you have not done? And I know there's going to be cynical answers and I know, and sure it'll be funny, but I want you to take this seriously and ask yourself that. And I think that's when you start to get more of appreciation for what you do as a career. Um, so I mean, that's, that's about it for food. And my last thing is the artistic side of it. There's, you know, when you say art and food, you think of Michelin, you think of fine dining, which I love, I love, I love. But there's also the art in someone making charcuterie. Or there's the art in someone making a really good loaf of sourdough bread. There's the art of the patience of making really great kimchi and understanding that it's a you're in it for the long haul. Or wine, for example, the patience of letting a great wine age. Um, I mean, there's so many different 
ways of art in our industry. Art through food media, you know, really good food writing, really good food reviews, really good food photography, uh, really good YouTube videos on food, going out to eat. Like, there's so many different things. Really good knife making. There's so many different ways to express yourself in an artistic way in this industry. And so my, I guess my last, my last part of passion, and this is what I think is so important for cooks nowadays, is to find a way to artistically express yourself through food. And it doesn't have to be through tweezer plating. Um, although I love it, you know, <laughs> I love using tweezers, man, but find a way to, to project yourself in this industry in a way that's unique to you. So for me, it's podcasting, you know, I consider this an artistic way of sharing myself in the food industry. You know, I, it's a conversation. Yes, but it's, it's me developing my thoughts and able, and I'm able to put them out to you in a format where you can listen while you're prepping and whatnot. And I think that's so cool. You know, I think it's cool that people listen to this while they're prepping, while they're on their way to work or from work, or maybe they're just binging it on a day off. I don't know. But um, find a way to artistically represent yourself in this industry. And, you know, I talk about this a lot. Have that side project or have that thing that you're really passionate about. Because sometimes when you're working in a kitchen, it's very hierarchical and you you can't, like sometimes you, you don't have the ability to create. And if you're a cook, you probably are very, uh, a somewhat creative person. Most of you are very creative in some way. And, you know, you see, I look up to Sean Brock a lot because of all the projects he has and everything he's doing. Like, he's not just about restaurants. He's about so much more, writing books and, you know, working on his cars. And, like, he has so many different hobbies and interests and unique things he does. And I think that's what makes us all important. So I think, you know, that's what you have to do is find an artistic thing that's related to food that you can do either outside of work or in, in integrate inside of work. So that's why I'm passionate about this industry. There's so many different reasons. Obviously I've spent the last 25 minutes talking about them, but share with me why you're passionate about the industry. Share with me why the industry means a lot to you and just share with me why you think that your or what, where you think your passion comes from. And I'd love to hear it, you know, and like I said, that message in like the little, like the little part, or the the middle of this segment. Try to let's try to focus on being passionate towards others and compassionate towards others, and just making everyone feel like they belong in this industry. Um, you know, like I said, you don't go through anything in life without some adversity, without some challenge. And yeah, I've had hard things to go through in my life, but I know there's someone out there who has it much, much worse. And so I think at the end of the day, that's how I relate myself to cooking. Is that, yeah, no matter how hard my day is, no matter how rough it can be, there's someone out there who's dealing with it much worse, and there's so many other factors going on in their lives. And that's what gets me through the day sometimes. When it's hard and when there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, That's what gets me through the day. That's what keeps me motivated. And, you know, I remember there was about a couple years ago when I was working – there was a, a guest came in, and I remember I was having a rough day, and that, um, you know, my chef was like, you know, we're gonna put out, we're gonna send out some courses. He had, he really was like excited, and um, you know, I was like, you know, what's going on? You know, we're, like, we're gonna send out some wine, we're gonna send out some food, and they're like, the lady at the table just found out she was cancer free, and. I was like, wow. And this is like when I was like 19. <laughs> and I was like, that was like the first time that's ever happened. That's happened a couple of times. 
Um, but I was just like, I just sat there and I was like, you know, I'm complaining because I'm having a rough day in the kitchen and there's so much going on. And this lady just got another chance at life. And But the months, for however long or years she's been worrying about cancer, she's been scared that it would end short. And that that day made me realize that you need to just focus on the present and count your blessings and just move on. And so that's, I think, why I'm finally passionate about this industry is that no matter how hard I get, it gets, someone's got it worse. And that's what keeps me going, knowing that if someone else, another cook out there can do do what I'm doing with everything else they got going on, then I can at least, you know, pull myself up and do what I'm doing. So that's about passion. I hope you've enjoyed this segment. And I hope you share with me why you're passionate about the food industry. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think the next thing I want to talk about in terms of passion or being passionate is finding your passion outside of the kitchen. Uh, I think it's very important to have that, to have something you look forward to when you leave work, something to look forward to when you have the time outside of work to do what you love to do. Uh, You know, (laughs) my girlfriend says this a lot that um, all I really focus on is work or like in terms of like, I always feel like I have to be at work and keep working and working and that. You know, maybe sometimes I don't make enough time for myself. Um, and that's so true. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. And in hopes of talking about it, maybe take my own advice. You know, when I get home from being in the kitchen, I, you know, podcast now and I do the Instagram and whatnot. And that's fun for me. That's like my, ho- it's become my hobby. Um, but, you know, there's other, th- like, there's other things I like to do and there's other things I want to do. And so, it's just about finding that balance. And I think, you know, I said it before on the podcast and I'll say it again. When If you're a cook, I feel like you have to have something outside of the pot, outside of the place you work. I feel like you have to have something you're doing outside of work and not like anything big, not another job, like just something that you're passionate about so that all your, all your resources aren't pulled into one thing. So I feel like if you only have one passion, like, I mean, you're always going to have that one thing that overrides everything else. And for most of us, it's, it's food, it's cooking. Um, but if you only have that one passion and one day it just goes terribly wrong, what do you have to fall back on in terms of finding happiness? And I think that's a big issue with cooks nowadays is that we get so caught up in cooking and working hard and, you know, we get tired and we don't want to do anything on our days off, but we lose a lot of who we are outside of the kitchen. And, you know, we lose relationships and we're not able to go see th- people that we were thought we would always be able to see. And th- life happens and things change at the blink of an eye and, time goes by quicker than you realize. And, you know, you get to a point sometimes where you're just like, wow, like, you know, like what happened? Um, this is my dream. This is my passion yet. I'm, you know, going through hard, hard times right now. And I think it's important that we have to start looking at what, um, what it is we as cooks need to do to engage ourselves outside of the kitchen. Uh, so many of you have messaged me saying that coming to this page after work or looking or listening to the podcast after work is a way to kind of 
still be connected to the industry, but do something else other than worry about the job they're at. And I'm very honored that if you're listening right now as a way of escapism, or if you're listening or looking at the Instagram and reading the line cook thoughts as a way of just, you know, energizing yourself for the day to come. I, I, I mean, that's why I'm doing this. Um, because I know I'm looking for this in some sort of way as well. And so when I talk about, you know, a, a healthy work-life balance, I mean, we're cooks, we're chefs. We put in a lot of work, um, probably a lot more than most industries. And as cliche as that is to say, sometimes it's the truth. We work hard, harder than most people. Um, we'll, we sacrifice a lot more than people would even think of. And there's certain, there's even things that we think of when we get out of work that nobody will truly understand, you know. Um, why didn't you play it the right way? Even though you knew that you could play the plate better, like why didn't you play it the right way? Or why were you so slow today in prep in terms of yesterday? Why did you burn that piece of salmon? Like, you know, like, like the list goes on of self-doubt and wondering why we messed up and wondering why we couldn't be better. And, you know, you go down these dark holes and you go down these moments. And I truly feel that you need to have a passion outside of cooking. Um, for me, it's podcasting and I love writing and reading. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just go off with like what I do. I like to write. Um, I'm writing... I guess a book or I'm just writing a page a day on my thoughts on the industry or, you know, I guess the, all the podcasts condensed into one place. I don't know if anyone will ever read it or if it'll even ever get published, but that's kind of my long-term project. Um, I like to read a lot of books as well. I switch uh, every, so I read, um, I switch between business books and restaurant books. So right now I'm reading the tipping point by Malcolm Gladwell. I'll be going into cork dork uh, next, which is about, um, some wine hobbyists, uh, finding wine. That's what I gathered from the front page. I haven't really been able to read it obviously yet. Uh, but I, ba- I bounce back and forth and give myself that balance in reading, uh, between business and, uh, cooking. I stopped reading fiction a little bit ago because I realized that I have a lot to gain and learn. Um, I think I talked about this before. I was really into video games outside and over time with doing the podcast and reading and writing and everything else that I do, um, I've kind of stopped playing. I haven't played video games in three months. And if you know me, that's a big uh, shock because I've my whole life I've been addicted to video games and wanted to play them. Um, but I found something new and I'm actually going to take guitar lessons tomorrow. Uh, like there's things that like I'm still interested in outside of work. I push myself to go learn new things. Like I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. Like I'm holding myself to it. I've always wanted to do it. So tomorrow I'm going and I'm learning how to play the guitar. Like there's just... There's just things that I need to do because I need to have more than just all of my happiness into one place. And I learned that the hard way uh, in school and when working. And, you know, you need to be able to have more than just one thing. And I, I guess that's what I'm stressing. And I think, you know, we talk about mental health awareness in the kitchen. I think a big thing about it is finding out who we are while we are chefs, you know, like finding out how we still be true to ourselves, even though we're so dedicated to a kitchen and so dedicated to the culture. And it's not the most popular thing to say, you know, a lot of people like that hardcore um, mentality or like that, uh, I don't know, that rugged uh, look or like the feel that, you know, you're all in and, you know, do your best or die trying. And, you know, you just, you know, like, it's, 
I don't know. I'm not of that mentality. I'm of the mentality that whenever you're at work and whenever you're working for a establishment, you should give 110%. And every minute you spend at work, you should be giving it your all. And you shouldn't be backing down. And there's going to be days where you do, you know, you, you don't, I mean, not every day you try as hard as you can. Things happen in life. But as long as you have the mentality that you're trying to get better every single day and trying to learn something and getting tasks done in an efficient and timely manner, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people like focus on stuff like that and, you know, you get out of work and a lot of us work 12 to 13 hours a day and there's only so much time in a day. Uh, you know, I always think I wish days are longer, um, because you have 24 hours and depending on how much you sleep, a lot of people sleep 10 to 11 hours and you work 12 hours. That's one hour free time. Uh, so my next thing is like, I, like, obviously I get about six to seven hours of sleep a night and I work about 12 to 13 hours a day. Uh, so do the math real quick. It gives me about four hours of time to do what I need to do while on my work days. And if I have to go in a days off, you know, I have days off. But if I have to go in, that's a different story. But what I'm trying to say is for those five days you're working or six days or if you're working, you know, weeks at a time constantly, you need to have a little bit of a break in terms of like you need to either sacrifice a little bit of sleep to do what you love. You need to do something to keep yourself sane. And like I said, you just need to not put your eggs in one basket. And I can't stress that enough. That's something that I've learned over time. And it's something that I've had talks with many chefs who are much older and more accomplished than me and farmers and just people in general in life. And they all have these cool little hobbies. All the people I look up to have cool hobbies. They're interested in pottery or they're in bands or they're, you know, foraging. Like they do all these cool things outside of work. And they do this because they realize that you can't, just, you know, you can't, like I said, I keep saying it, I'm sorry, repeating, but you can't just put it all in one place. So I think that's an interesting way to start thinking about your days off. It's like, how, how are you going to avoid putting everything into one place? How are you going to, I guess, reignite another passion of yours? And I hope that someone, at least one person who listens to this, after they listen, starts to learn something new. I think going to my next point, you know, like I said, I'm going to be learning the guitar. I think learning something new is important. I mean, we learn every day as chefs, but there's also the monotony of every day. There's also the repetition of every day. Like every day in a kitchen has repetitive motions and tasks. It's inevitable because you are serving pretty much the same thing every day. Um, even if you switch menus, there's, just, there's points of repetition. Uh, and you can only get better in kitchens through repetition. So, I mean, the whole career choice is based on repetition. Um, and you sell a certain amount of food each day. Like it, it's all based on repetitive tasks. So you need, you need to like, you need to have something to break it up. And I think learning something new is very exciting. And I think it engages you throughout all 24 hours. And I think what I'm trying to work towards is having a full day or having a cook's day be worthwhile. Like I think, I think when a cook that listens to me says they enjoyed every hour of their day, whether it be a good night's rest and their hobby and work, I'll be happy. You know, like we need to find a, that if we're not going to find the work balance, if we're going to work long hours, cause that's, uh, that's what our industry is. Then we need to be able to figure out how we don't just get stuck in ruts and burn ourselves out. We need to find the ways to just motivate ourselves and have better quality of life. So I think if anything, learn something new, follow your passions in terms of like stuff you can do outside of work and just really focus on 
not being bogged down by the tiredness and the fatigue of working in kitchens. I know it's hard. I know it's um, easy to say, but hard to do. But I'm telling you, like, you need to – if you take anything from me, just please try something new. Like, do something on social media. Do something – learn something new. I just – I hate seeing cooks fall to this, like, this mode where all they do is go in, put food in the window, and leave. I mean, that's not – healthy like you need to have something else you need you it's okay to be like to love your job um i love mine but like you can't <laughs> you can't it can't just be that like you need to balance yourself out a little bit and it worries me because and i wouldn't be talking about this if I, this wasn't important but a lot of cooks message me like you know how do you find the time to podcast two times a week how do you find the time to put up these posts how do you find the time to you know do everything else you say you do and for me honestly it's just really good time management and like just not having any set schedules in my mind so for example like i'll do a podcast at 10 11 at night you know like i'll on my days off i wake up early so i can get more done on that day Like, time's limited. I'm not sure what, like, it's not a big secret. Like, we have limited amounts of time, not only in our days, but in our lives. And we, we have stuff to do. We have to get stuff done. And I'm under the impression that I, I want to live this life so fast and do my best and try my hardest and never look like I'm someone who took advantage or took granted the life I was given. And it's just like, we, I want everyone to view our our career as that, our, as like cooks like that. I'm tired. I, I hate the idea that we all have to suffer in order to do what we love. I mean, it's not it's not right. It's not, it's not a right mindset. It's so it's so totally wrong. There's always going to be suffering. There's always going to be hardships in life. But we shouldn't like, you know, it shouldn't always have to be that way. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it'll never change. But I'm going to keep talking about it and see if I can live a life where it does change. And, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, there's things that are tough. Like I'm long distance right now with my girlfriend and I'm, you know, not in Buffalo with my family. And like, there's certain things that are just tough in this industry, but I love it. I love what I'm doing. And I'm also loving doing the podcast and I'll, you know, I give up a lot of time. Like I could be going to see friends right now. I could be going to, do something else right now, but I'm instead podcasting. Uh, and it's just all about the balance and it's all about what means the most to you. It's all about how you work and put yourself forward in it. And at the end of the day, I think it's great to be passionate about the industry, but I think it's even more important to be passionate about who you are as a person and what the whole picture looks like. And at the end of the day, if you are not happy, you need to do something to find ha that happiness. And it doesn't mean leaving the industry. I see a lot of people also say that you know, you're not happy, happy being a cook, you should leave. Like, no, like, it's not that. It's just that you don't have that balance yet. And, you know, I could be, t like, in six months, I could be totally unhappy, and this balance could not work for me. And I think it's important to also realize that it's not always going to stay the same and that you need to be able to change and adapt with how you're feeling. And, yeah, I mean, I think what I've learned but from doing this podcast is be open to trying anything. I never thought I would have done this. I never thought I would have gotten to an episode 37 of a podcast. Um, I never thought I would be doing it for more than half a year. Like there's certain things that you just do in life that you never thought you would. And the only mo way those moments come is to be open to try new things. And, you know, I'm excited to see what else 
there is out there for me. You know, I'm 21, you know, and I hope the next, I hope whatever happens, you know, I do things that make me feel great satisfaction, make me feel like I've accomplished things, like stuff for myself. So I think that's what I'm trying to get at. And I think a lot of cooks don't have that feeling because they do do it for so long and they don't care for themselves for so long that at the end, at the end of like 20 years, when you're nearing your halfway mark in age, like you just are burnt out and you're like, what have I done? Like, what have I done in my life? And it's a beautiful thing to be a chef. It's a beautiful thing to serve food to people every day. But it's also a beautiful thing to be happy with yourself and be proud of who you are and be able to make the right decisions and make the healthy decisions. So, you know, on on that note, I would just like to challenge everyone to this week, whatever you're passionate about, spend a, an hour doing it more. So if you do it already, spend one more hour doing it and see how you feel and see how you can make that time in order to make yourself happier. And I think the end goal should be that you all should be striving for happiness. And I don't think it's a bad thing that we work. You know, I think a lot of people get down on themselves because they work so much. I don't think it's a bad thing that we work that hard. I just think it's important that when we leave work, we are still happy with who we are as people, as cooks, as chefs. And we're proud of the work we've done. But most importantly, we're proud of the work we've done for ourselves. And that at the end of the day, realizing that we need to also be happy because we serve as a career and we we deserve to be served too. So that's my thoughts on the, on, I guess, <laughs> being passionate about other things than cooking. So that's my, you know, like I said, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And before we get into the last segment of the show, like just message me what you like to do, message me what you do outside of cooking. And, you know, maybe, maybe we have things in common, you know, like I, maybe someone else out there is learning guitar right now. I'd love to talk about that. Like just, or if there's any advice on it, uh, but you know, just like send me an Instagram DM, but let's just start talking about how we can make ourselves happier and how we can make the culture of kitchens not seem so barbaric and, you know, medieval. Let's, uh, let's start moving the conversation forward. All right, Line Cook Nation, it's that time of the podcast where we go over some Line Cook thoughts that you've shared on the official Line Cook Thoughts Instagram. So here we go. This one is from at Chef Jason Knapp, and he says, the kitchen is a gathering place, whether at home with friends and family or on the line with friends and family. Food is a driving force. Being a chef means being in charge of the orchestration of people to build those relationships. I like this quote because, you know, your work, your work colleagues are always like you're they're your family. Like you see them so much. Like you know what people like and dislike. You know how to get under their skin and whatnot. You just know how to um you know what it's so funny like work environments for me in terms of like kitchens because you go in and you're cool with everyone and like yeah there's moments where of like intense like stress and anger and whatnot but at the end of the day you all end up like loving each other and like like you're you're uh, the camaraderie in kitchens is what makes me so excited to be in kitchens and so i like i like this quote because I think he has the right mindset. He not only has a family to look forward to when he goes home, but he has a family to look forward to when he goes to work. And I think that's what's important. I think that's what brings the brigade together. So I really enjoyed that quote. And I really, um, I really enjoyed just uh, the idea that family is not only at home, but in the kitchen. And, you know, you're all my family, the Cook Nation, but I always think it's so cool that people are able to come together and, serve others through food. Uh, the next one is from at chef underscore Mendoza. They say there will be days that you will give up on yourself, days that you will feel that you cannot, but value your work and you will feel the immense need to keep running. 
They are just moments of a lot of stress. And when the reflection of happiness for each bite of the dish, they worked for hours. It has no price, and you just forget the bad moments and just want more and more. It's difficult, but not impossible. To fight for your dreams and see them as the most beautiful part of this profession. This profession truly is a fight. It's a fight, you know, to keep yourself going. It's a fight to keep yourself happy and engaged. And it's something that I think is very important for a lot of cooks to realize that, you know, you can't just give up the fight. You have to keep going and moving forward and just um, really um, keep pushing yourself to be the best you can be. And I think that's such an important uh, piece of what makes all cooks enjoy this profession even more is the fact that every day is a fight to the top is a fight to being a better you. This last, this one is from a at wags your tail. And they say, I definitely am passionate about what I do. I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I think the most relevant quote to this industry for me, at least is whenever we cook, we become practical chemists drawing on the accumulated information of generations, transforming what the earth offers us into more concentrated forms of pleasure and nourishment. One thing I think is incredibly important to change in our industry is the self-crushing standards we hold ourselves to. Too many great cooks burn out from not eating and living unhealthy lifestyles. It's a lifestyle that became idolized and simply is not sustainable. We have to take the time to take care of ourselves. This is a quote that ties in with our podcast all day today. And it's a quote that I think is important. Um, The fact that a lot of cooks don't eat, a lot of cooks don't take care of themselves while on the line. I think it's so important that you focus on nutrition and taking care of yourself. And I know because... There were points where I didn't eat a lot and, you know, I, I would be burnt out and then I would eat super unhealthy at night. That's a big reason why I gained weight, you know, three years before I started losing it. Like my years in college and working in restaurants, a big reason why I gained weight is because I wouldn't eat on the line. And then I'd go home and I'd be starving and I would eat these giant meals late at night and go to sleep and wake up and not want to eat in the morning because I felt sick. And then I go to work and not want to eat, but then I eat again at night. You just get into these unhealthy eating habits and they're not good for you and there's so many other things you can fall into, and I just think it's important to be aware of how your body's feeling and what you're looking for in terms of food and when you're eating and just reminding yourself that you are human and you need to consume something. I feel like a lot of times in the kitchen I can feel like, oh, I've been kind of snacking all day. I don't need anything. But like, you still should be eating a full meal at some point during the day, even if it's just one. Like, you need to eat something. You need to drink plenty of fluids, and you just need to keep yourself healthy because you don't want to feel like crap. I mean, it's already hard enough to work in your kitchen and you want to be functioning at your best. So taking care of yourself is not something to be frowned upon. It's something that should be taken seriously and it should be something that we all focus on a little bit more. This last one's from at chef Janelle 12. And she says, ever since I was 10 years old, I always had a love for cooking and I would watch and assist my mother cook many Caribbean dishes. I love when people eat and enjoy my dishes and come back for more. They're my true inspiration. When I cook, it makes me feel happy and grateful that I can please others. You know, that thought of the dishes you got when you were a child, like things that influenced you as a person growing up. I think that's so cool. And I think it's such a amazing thing we as chefs have to do. And um, yeah, I just love the quote because it calls back on her roots and her traditions and what her mom made for her. And I think that's so important. These are the Lion Cook Thoughts. Feel free to send them to me at uh, Lion Cook Thoughts on Instagram. I also have a Twitter, Lion Cook Thoughts, Facebook, Lion Cook Thoughts. Uh, you can official Lion Cook merchandise Lion cook nation merchandise at lioncookthoughts.com i've had some issues getting some new shirts uh, i'm sold out about mostly almost all like the smaller sizes i still have extra larges and some larges um, but i'm working on getting new shirts for anyone who's been looking to get a shirt i know a couple of you have messaged me I'm sorry it's been taking so long um lots of stuff going on right now uh personally but i'm working on that and hope to have that back up soon and like i said I'm very excited for what's to come 
we've hit our half year mark and it's been a blast and i've had such an it's been such an honor sharing your stories and being the one podcast you listen to for the food industry so thank you all so much and i will see you on the next line cook thoughts episode